0: би
1: Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host... Luca Alex And joining us in the studio this week, we have Marissa Wong. We're very pleased to have you here. Hi. It was like a squeak you in so that we could match up with all of the times. But we're so happy to have you join us today. And this, you've actually come to us through internally with CJSF, I think. We had somebody with us. Yeah, and that in. doesn't
2: happen to us very often. No. It's really cool. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So you've been involved in... I'm going to let you say what it what it is, yeah. um, because it it has a long name that I can't remember. <laughs> um, but but for starters um we should tell everybody that you're the founder of two big S- two big steps collective um, and it's dance yeah right yeah and movement mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about what two big steps is because it sounds I like I love the name of it, it <laughs> it's, it's imagineering to me I, that names of things that 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 um sort of joggle us out of our normal, linear way of thinking, I think
0: are just delicious. Oh, totally. And it sounds like it has a deeper meaning than it does, but just a little tidbit of information that um, name came from a place where we were in rehearsal with some dancers and they were taking two small steps and I wanted them to take two bigger steps and we kept repeating <laughs> the word two big steps and then it um and uh, that's how the name came about it sounds like it came from this very um spiritual place but it was a re- <laughs> rehearsal and a, and, and um, a choreographic choice that we were making um but that's the best names because it makes you laugh and chuckle right right it, I, and I'm stuck with it. <laughs> something totally organic. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I think yeah. that
2: often there's another meaning in there that we didn't even know about when we came up with the name. Oh like, totally. like I call myself Power Sorcerer. And and it came about because we were making a business card, Rebecca and I, for me. Yeah. And and we misspelled. I was typing and I, I was typing so fast and
1: I stuck an extra <laughs> er in there and it was like so oh, instead of sorcerer it was sorcerer. It
0: kinda worked yeah. And works. we would yeah. never have thought of that.
2: Yeah. But but it but it fell out of her fingers. Yeah. yeah. And it's worked so well. So I think it's possible that something like that is going on, that this the idea around two big steps. Like, yeah. if you take two big steps in life, where does that leave you? Yeah, instead right? of
0: just that one big step, you one know. One big step yeah. or two little ones. Yeah, right? too little,
2: too little, yeah. yeah for sure. Or two little, like T-O-O little. Well, and it right? also
0: could be two big of steps and so we get var- variances in the names and the spelling all the time. Again, um, But we now have shortened it to t- TBS, which <laughs> is uh, and now kind of one of those household names amongst the collective, um, which is great. Well, yeah. and then people can imagine all kinds of things into the TBS. BS. Yeah, we were, we were trying to, we, there was one point where um, one of the members and I, we were looking to rebrand and rename just with the acronym and we came up with some pretty uh wild and let's say a lot of profanity in there to try
2: and... Um, but when you use that, the run, action, and it didn't work. You, you lose, you lose <laughs> right, some of the yeah. quirkiness of yeah, it, right? Yeah.
0: And that essence of the, and you're talking about that organic, you know, thing that it really came from and, and it derived out of this place, this passion for creating Dance and and creating a community, and so when we, you know, when you're in that place of rebranding or trying to shift, it it becomes this a little bit more contrived um, in that moment in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what made
2: you come up with the collective? In well, like, let's go back even further than that. Yeah. How do you identify? Self-identify. Like, do you identify as a dancer, or? as a choreographer or as a like, what how do you identify?
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny that you asked that because I was just written, I was asked that question, um, from dance current magazine and, um, they, in this, in this recent, most recent I- issue, if I identified as a dancer or not. And, um, I think it was one of those things that I did identify with so long. And, um, it it took it took a lot um... for me to really shift and shift around that i was i've trained as a ballet dancer for um for the majority of my dance career. And you start young, right? Yeah, and you start yeah. really young. I was starting, you know, at five or six, and Mama Wong put me into dance because I had too much energy as a child, so she just needed to, <laughs> needed <laughs> to usher me off. Yeah. Make you exhausted by the time it was time for bed. Yeah, she goes, okay, yeah. that's enough energy, and uh, we're good to go. Um, but I... And and so I was training a lot, and, I, and all throughout high school, um, I was always doing this half-day dance program and then I wasn't here for summers because I was away for summer intensive so it become became such an identity for me <laughs> um, especially at that age where you're trying to figure out who you are and then you're also bestowed these things upon you so okay you're known as the dancer now and so after I had done that I was training um, postgraduate I um, was a training with Ballet Austin as well for a little bit and um, I was trying to navigate where that was and I, I got to a period of coming back to Vancouver um, after all that training and being in the States and traveling and dancing and um, in a moment, uh, I guess, of defeat of coming back home, you know, you've just uh, it was this kind of big city person who had just come back to, you know, Port Moody. And um, I <laughs> and I Which love a
2: smaller, uh, smaller city uh-huh. in the environs of Vancouver, for those of you listening who, <laughs> who, online who don't come from here. Yeah. yeah.
0: And this was the Port Moody before all those really hip, cool breweries popped up. It, <laughs> yeah, was, just, yeah. it was just this uh, suburb that had one mall, you know, and we didn't we we got the one forever 21. I remember it one point. <laughs> <laughs> with that fascist fashion, yeah. Um, but yeah, we—it it was this moment, and I tra- was trying to grapple with, well, what do I do now? And I wasn't dancing, and I had a really, um, after having such a transformative time at my training when I was in San Francisco at Alonso King Lines Ballet, um, it took me a long time to figure out where my identity was so I actually ended up doing a semester at Doug- Douglas College a little bit of psychology and just um, you know trying to figure out where I was going to go next and um, and I was trying to figure out okay wh- what do I d- identify with if I'm not a dancer anymore mm-hmm. um, and one of the things through that period of time which was a really difficult time for me um, was understanding that that being a dancer was not something that defined me, and I think that's something that I'm also currently exploring of these ideas and these ways that we attach ourselves to our history Mm -hmm. or to um, identify these places that we're where we identify with or not and mm-hmm. it's um it's interesting to observe okay well this is this appears to be a significant event or this appears to be a significant title and I'm de- identifying with it but then you know what happened to that situation where I was talking with someone on the street and um, you know that maybe didn't seem so significant but comes back to me um, in a really strong way later on in life and um, mm-hmm. so it was an interesting place to be and to navigate and I wa- and that was a really strong uh, stepping stone to realizing where that all came from.
2: So, yeah. where where did you, and how long did this sort of transition? Um, how long did it take, and what did you arrive at when you got to the end of that? If you're ever at the end of that transition, yeah, sure. right? Like, are you a are you a uh, a creative person or an artist who who moves
0: or dances or like what What did you end up with? Um. I will say that uh, I feel like I'm still in this process of transformation, of still in this process of um, transitioning, um, but I will say that I do now know that dance is a platform where I am exploring and creating and basically sharing with my community and creating dialogue, just as you and I are doing here right now. Um just and in a different format. Yeah, it just yeah. seems to be the platform and, and that place where I'm finding that. But I could do that, you know, as a barista, or I could do that <laughs> as someone that's working as a doctor, sharing, is creating these places. So it's less of this identity of this dancer, but more right. of how do I continue to reach out into my community? How do I continue to also inform my own practice and continue to shape and share mm-hmm. Um And also be surprised um, and be challenged and informed by um, many different resources and places and um, right now dance and this is what I was also expressing in that article is dance is right now where I'm doing it Um, Mm -hmm. but that could change in a a couple of years that Mm -hmm. could change in time and I think that having that more uh, being in more of a state of fluidity and flow um, allows me to which is
1: also very important qualities of
2: dance
0: right right yeah (laughs) Just flow flow in general but that's also something that I didn't have when I was doing ballet. So it, when you're talking about you know finishing this transitional process or trying to um, see where i I don't know that at, you'll yeah. ever finish it. Yeah, <laughs> well, i never
1: going to finish. Yeah, it's always going to be evolving. Yeah. But what it sounds like is that dance is your home. Yeah. And so you are exploring other ways of being, other aspects of who you are that are both underneath your dance and beyond dance. That but you're doing it from the place that's home for you right now, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting listening to you acknowledge that I could take this skill set and I could apply it somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> but you're doing it here because it's home. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. have that passion, you have that investment in that community, but you want to see that community grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're also drawing in aspects not just of connecting people, but about expanding its boundaries.
0: Totally, and that is a huge um, propeller for the collective and for for at least where I'm trying to. Um, bring it in that direction and so when I say founder of the collective we are um, seven members and we operate kind of like a dinner party and we realized you know we we tried this format where we didn't have this we had this non-hierarchical but with seven people in a room it's uh, you need someone to be in control so I, it became more of this thing where it was like a dinner party you know I'm always going to host it yeah I'm the host yeah. for the dinner party yeah. and we said you know as us as being freelance artists and trying to encourage us to expand and bring as much knowledge as we can into the collective, um, we... uh we it's kind of this pick and choose and decide how your participa- level of participation is going to happen. So are you all dancers? We are all dancers, um, and we are all so far. Yeah, uh, dancers and mm-hmm. artists and in, in general, mm-hmm. and we're all learning new skill sets that are also informing um, the collective as well, such as grant writing or production management or stage managing. And I just mm-hmm. never uh, thought that that's where I would be going when um, you know when I was thirteen and going, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a ballet dancer and I just want to wear point shoes and dance in a company all the time. When Is very is very specific and very
2: traditional and very structured. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Has it has it always been ballet for you, or have you have you sort of branched out from ballet into other forms of movement expression?
0: If you asked probably some of my mentors, they probably would have told you that I wasn't always really a ballet dancer i w- I remember being um, in Austin, and there would be these really um beautifully wicked thunderstorms and um, I'd be in the studio uh, just improving and having these jam sessions with friends, and we would just be you know feeling our best uh emotional selves in those moments, you know and you're mm-hmm. dancing just some bonnie bear or something like that <laughs> and um uh, so I was always kind of in search of that, and um, and also in search of um, how yeah. do I use my voice rather than it being um, being told what to do, mm-hmm. and that's also just being the firstborn child in a Capricorn. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're both firstborn as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that it, it it speaks to me. It speaks to me to be able to share, to be able to um, also say, okay, well, how how do I maintain this choreographic process and and um, explore but still have it in a fluid collaborative way um, so it's not just this okay here's what I'm doing and here's so how did
2: you get inspired to come up with this idea of a collective I mean it's not necessarily something that every kid comes out of (laughs) university and says oh I want to form a collective yeah I mean a lot of people don't even know what a collective is yeah yeah Uh, how did how did that emerge for you or did it just arrive fully formed?
0: Oh, totally. It, it definitely didn't come down in this little neat package. There have been many <laughs> many uh, bumps and explorations along the way. Yeah. Um. But I lived in Montreal for a year. Um. After basically I graduated, I did that semester at Douglas College, and then I fled from Vancouver. I went. <laughs> oh, I'm, my ego was saying I don't want to be here anymore, and um, and so I w- moved to Montreal. With uh, without knowing anyone, and I connected with some old um, missed connection from a colleague in high school. And I said, you know, can you just look at this apartment for me? I'm going to be moving in within two weeks. It was very dramatic um, and very twenty <laughs> something to do. Um, and uh, and at that time, um, I was living in Montreal and just trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I still had this idea set that I was going to perform, or I was going to perform in a small um, company or a collective or something of the sort or do some project. Base uh, dance works, and um, I started to continue to feed that um, that sense of er, creation um, that I had found in Austin, that I had always, I guess, had um, that improv place. And um, so I started cleaning studios um, in exchange for, um, for for free studio rental because um, I was in Montreal. Luckily, I do, I, I did I did French immersion, so I can speak two languages. Mm. Um, so I did have an easier segue to get to be employed and to work over there. But um, I was just trying to figure out this way of, OK, well, how do I still maintain and keep dance in my life? And so I was going and I was inviting these people to come and dance with me. And then I ended up getting a residency in a choreographic residency that I randomly applied for in Ottawa at the school <laughs> of dance. Quote, random. Yeah, one, right? yeah, yeah. Nothing is yeah, really yeah. random. Yeah. The synchronicities of life, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah and and that and so in that um, residency uh, um, run by Sylvie derosier um we I was paired with this um this group of people that I didn't know some other people um, that were in Ottawa at the time and um, we started to dance and and we created a we I created a piece with them and I was really inspired and that was probably one of my first choreographic words outside of school and mm-hmm. um and I said, "Oh my gosh, we want to continue this." And so, we, we were really inspired to continue um, uh, moving and working with this collective. And um, I was really excited and set to um, to do it uh, between Montreal and Ottawa. And then, um, I at that moment in time, I was going through some stuff personally, and um, and that propelled me to move back to Vancouver. And we tried to keep that long distance relationship. And um, which I've also experienced a long distance rom- romantic relationship at the time, so both of those that that ties was really difficult to maintain these real life connections that I was yearning for, and um, and it was it it ended up saying okay, well, it was really difficult to keep that cross con- country, but that already started to propel okay, well, how do we connect in these different ways? How do we connect cross country? How do we connect cross border as well? You know, mm-hmm. between the people that I had connected with in San Francisco, mm-hmm. so then I start can we move move back to Vancouver and then was trying to figure out what I was doing, and um, and then decided to merge my own choreography and the collective, which was at the time trying to facilitate these re- uh, outreach kind of open dance jams where we could just have free studio space and invite people to do that and um, through we've we've gone through different iterations and different people entering and leaving the collective either getting jobs elsewhere um, and uh, and then we landed in this place now where we are with the seven members um, and some of them are new to us w- over the past year and some of them have been here since the start. You, mean you have um, to all get to to know one another and find your groove and Yeah. Yeah. Um and the initial members uh who were dancing in Ottawa, we haven't I haven't connected yet since being in Vancouver. Um but I I would love to and hope to um continue to maintain that relationship still as well. There's a real feeling
2: of sort of the fluidity of this. Yeah. That and and that that can that can create flow, but Uh it can also it can mean that things trickle off the edge and dissipate, and yeah. so it, it, it needs, like you were talking about, needing a facilitator or somebody to um, facilitate the, yeah. the, what happens with the whole group. It's facilitating f- fluidity. is going to be one of the most challenging things you well, can I'm do.
1: I'm kind of wondering that along those lines, what do you find is the glue or the pull that keeps... Those of you, even if there's new ones coming in or some mm-hmm. going out, like what is the core that you're all centering around?
0: Um, I think the centering of the collective is is growth. Um, and and how do we continue to facilitate growth for each other and mm. uh, support? Um, but then also how do we facilitate growth for our individual selves and um, this collective? is a platform where we can really take risks and try new things learn how to grant write for the first time, um, learn how to web design, learn how to do social media, and then find out where those places and those aspects work for us individually. I mean, I'm really terrible at social media, <laughs> and some of the other members are really great. I've, I learned how to do a Facebook story and uh, for the first time. <laughs> but you're um, improvising, so. right? It comes back
2: to that idea of improv that you were talking about when yeah. you had the big thunder and lightning storms yeah. in Austin. Yeah. That's like you, you learn by... And, and sort in mm-hmm. a way by improvising. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm sensing
1: from this. Please help me if um, correct me if I'm maybe not catching um, um, quite the right essence here. That it sounds like you're through this collective and through this growth that you all are working on together collaboratively. That you're creating a new space for a new home Mm -hmm. where you have all may have been attached to different programs or schools or whatever that looked like but now that you've exited that and it's like okay well who are we now but we still want to be in dance so and realizing that you have the freedom to just self-declare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're doing this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that, is that accurate?
0: Yeah, it's and really... And Yeah, and we'll redefine also as well. And and as we change and as we've watched even in the past maybe three and a half years that I've been in Vancouver, um, watched all of us change and grow and, and experience some real-life mm-hmm. events, you mm-hmm. know, together as a collective. It does, it, and it's really nice that you come back to this idea of home because mm-hmm. it's not maybe something that we've addressed so distinctly in the collective but it has been this really nice support network this place where we know this place where we can say okay well, despite the many things that may be happening within the dance community and the frustrations and the anger and the uh, that also come up, you know, we can come back to this place and we can get angry at each other and, and mm-hmm. get frustrated with each other as well. Um, but know that it is the sense of this kind of love and care that we have for each other. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's so great.
2: So for those of you just joining us, um, you're listening to Essential Conversations with Luca and Rebecca. Um, and our guest today is Marissa Wong, who's the founder of Two Big Steps Collective, which is a dense collective uh, and creativity and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all kinds of um, sound this is this is so. It's so exciting yeah. to be in this place of redefining Well, it's a conscious community. You are consciously
1: yeah. creating community. Mm-hmm. There's a theme around this, right? The theme of everybody has dance in their background. Mm-hmm. And what do we want mm-hmm. to be doing with that now? But it's all, yeah. so much more than that. I can yeah. see why you were taking the time at yeah. the yeah. beginning to say, okay, so, but this skill set could go over here it could uh, go over here over yeah. here because it, it's really about the facilitation of uh, and even coming down to the questions how do you create community mm-hmm. you can have mm-hmm. a bunch of individuals but how do you knit them together
2: mm-hmm. what, and if, what does community mean yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. what have you found um, knits people together so far
0: I mean, we are. The, it's, I, I, I have it to take a questions. moment because we, we are this kind of breakfast club group of people, right? <laughs> but I think that one of the things that we were searching for was this idea of community. We um, Most of us have had training outside of Vancouver. And so we, we spent some time apart and we spent some time away from home. And um, it's almost nomadic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you, when you're with a dance group yeah.
2: and you're touring and you're... It's to- totally,
0: totally. And, um, you know, training in San Francisco, I found such a, it was this really disassembling of all the beliefs that I had had up until that point. And um, the way that Alonzo talks about it is this way of this art, of this artichoke, um, peeling back these layers, and then finding what identifies with you. I found that that to be so, um, such a raw thing. And so when I was experiencing that with with, you know, a bunch of other people, 20 something people in school, that became that community, that home. And mm-hmm. then when I I had to move back home because of visas and other, you know, situations and job hunting and stuff. It was this major sense, and we talked about it at the beginning, but mm-hmm. this major sense of loneliness and real rawness that I felt and and really having to make some real questions about identity and asking those. And so coming to the collective now, and, and I think we all are sharing this idea that, that we do... Um, we all are trying to help support that and support that, and we were talking about growth earlier too. Mm-hmm. You know, finding that same passion mm-hmm. and same desire to care and support and grow with each other um, seems to be a huge part of. And what, there's this juxtaposition
2: yeah. between being alone yeah. and and lonely yeah. and independent and thoughtful and introspective. And and the collective, the community, uh-huh. and the balance, the dance, if you like, that yeah. goes on between <laughs> the two, all the time in that process of creation.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, where are you hoping that the collective will go? What's your what's your grand dream for it?
0: Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about that recently (laughs) I will say that you know a couple years ago when I first moved back I would say you know I really want to have this space where we can um, integrate people who are also experiencing and and part of what we say in our little blurb is that we're this emerging dance collective uh, or this uh, collective comprised of emerging artists and so Um, even though some of the artists now we're becoming more and more established in the community it still feels like we're emerging together or we're Mm -hmm. in this place of emergence Mm and uh... i I wonder if that can also, uh, you know, and we talked about members going off and finding, um, you know, moving to New York and such, and so when those opportunities come up, we, we want to support them and say congratulations, awesome, and what new space can we hold for other people who are also in this um, place of saying, okay, I just graduated, and I think a lot of people don't talk about that time period after you finish some sort of education and then you go, okay, well, now you're supposed to be working or you're supposed to create this community Mm -hmm. now. And maybe you don't identify with the people that you were in school with, or maybe you don't identify with the people that that you grew up with. And so what happens then when you are trying to find people that also have aligned values, or maybe not, Mm -hmm. um, that also share some sort of W- exploration, growth, similar path, mm-hmm. um, and how do you how do you support that? So, for me, the collective is the space, o- and hopefully, can be the space for other people to um, to then continue on and continue that growth. But does that mean that as I? age and learn new skills, does that mean that I am also in this place of growing with the collective or do I become more of this facilitator? I think it's this place of uh, observing too, where my role is. um, I teach as well. I Mm -hmm. teach ballet. So I'm working with youth from 12 to 17 years old and um, three times a week. And so I'm getting this also segue into that. So perhaps it becomes that way. It's Mm -hmm. an experiment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it's yeah. an experiment on an individual yeah. level and it's an experiment on a group level yeah. it's life and improv mm-hmm. so
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 which exactly. I guess is just life because life is improvised
2: as a whole <laughs> Well, I was just going to say also that music I- I- in order to dance you have to be really attuned to music and beat and sound mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a perfect segue into um, the pieces of music that you brought with you today yeah, uh, totally. both by the same artist but mm-hmm. um, would you like to tell us before we listen to this this next piece or after um, why you chose it?
0: Um, I can say. F- uh, right now that the first piece, or both pieces are by a really dear friend um, but also collaborative part of the collective. We joke that he's this um, he's that person in terms of the heist who's always on his laptop and, and no <laughs> and no one knows who he is because he yes. he's always making music for us but yeah. I'm the only one who knows him and who has met him. <laughs> None of the other members yeah, have yeah, and they, and we go, okay, well, Jamie just has created this like truck for us. Yeah, yeah right?
2: <laughs> knows. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, they're both done by Jamie Brad and maybe I can talk a little bit more about it after we listen to it Okay, so we've got the first one is called Untitled
1: March uh, 2016 and I'm going to send a link out um, so that anybody who's interested in following up and listening to the whole piece or his other pieces of work can find it So let's take a listen to Jamie Bradbury's Untitled March 2016 (laughs) and we will rejoin Marissa Wong here in the studio in just a few minutes Welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. And our guest today is Marissa Wong, the founder of Two Big Steps Collective. Um, before we dive back in, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge that we are broadcasting on the unceded ancestral territory of the Coquitlam, the Musqueam, the Squamish, and the tsleil And what that means to me as a settler is that I... Uh, I'm taking time and putting conscious effort into building relationships with the people of this land on which I am settled and I am a guest here and I seek to learn from those whose voices have been here longer and who know the ways of this land better than I do. So we just took a listen to a song that was by Jamie Bradbury. Uh, who has done a lot of work with Marissa, with your collective, a lot of songs that he's... Uh, it's he, right? Yes. Yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, Jamie could be either. Yeah, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, so this is the first of two songs that they've done that we're going to listen to. Um, and you mentioned that this was connected to a TED Talk. I think that you did.
0: Yeah. Um, so this was coming from a piece called Veils. Um, it's a trio for three um, three dancers because that's what a trio is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Right on. For for those who who don't know. um, uh, But, yeah, we ended up getting this really brilliant opportunity to perform at a TED Talk in San Francisco. And as we're talking about organic ways of moving and improv uh, ways of life... um, this TED Talk also came from um, an experience. As so, I was in San Francisco um, choreographing on another collective um, for a commissioned work there. And um, during that time, I was connecting with um, people um, and just trying to expand and beyond the network that I had while I was in school. And um, I ended up taking a chance and a leaf and and, and attending this ecstatic dance session and then through that then I ended up in this cuddle puddle in a park and I was getting my head scratched by someone and I was rubbing someone else's feet and this was all consensual based it was um, Mm um but uh, and then this, I was talking to this uh, woman named Rachel Ratliff, and she was going, "Oh yeah, this is really great." We were talking about male vulnerability, and she said we should really great have you come on for a TED talk. And I was like, "Yeah, that would be great. That'd be awesome." And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. And and she ended up emailing me right away. So then that January after that fall, we um we ended up going straight back um to San Francisco and doing a TED talk. And it probably was the one of the most um organic. Uh, cared for, held performances that we have done um, to date. It was so wonderful. The people that were also um, talking in the um, in that TED in that TEDx was were also such brilliant humans themselves. And so um, there was many future cuddle puddles after that. Um, uh, but it was a really cool experience, and um, to also be performing on that kind of level on that stage in that audience um, mm-hmm. was accessing great. creativity through a cuddle puddle
1: mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what was it that you were communicating? I've just sent a, tweeted out a link to that. And anybody who's following along, if you want to find um, the links to the songs, the links to the TED Talk, and any other of the links that I'm tweeting out as Marissa's talking about things, you can come and find us uh, on Twitter at EssentialConf. That's spelled Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. So I just sent out a link to that TED Talk. I found that. That was oh. no problem. What was your, because I, I, I love TED Talks. So I watching them all <laughs> the time. And there's always such great
0: nuggets. What would you say was your nugget that you were offering people through that? Um, well, the piece was the piece is called Veils because it's stemming from this idea um, of W.E.B. Du Bois's double consciousness, and so how we view ourselves versus how we view others. Um, so this veil became this idea of this, um, you know, cultural and um, aspect of things that women wear, particularly. Um, uh... of how we see ourselves versus how someone else may see us through that veil and um, we were working with this idea of this identity which was something that i had also uh, picked up on after that semester at douglas college um,
2: there we <laughs> go
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> go school, stay at school um, and, um, and uh, it really helped propel that project um, to have a lot of clarity within that idea of identity and working with that. And um, so that was kind of that nugget, that idea of identity. And through dance, we we I talked a little bit at the beginning, which is not something that dancers often do. Um, so I'm sitting there shaking as I'm Aww. giving this talk, and then we went back and then danced, and I said, okay, this is my jam. My yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, so communicating that with our uh, with movement and our right. bodies as well. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I can't wait to look at that. I wish I could do so right now, but I'll have to wait.
1: Yeah. I'll be patient. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've, I've been going to a series of dance performances here in Vancouver um, that's over the winter period, starts in the fall and goes until late spring. And I often go to a performance and come out afterwards, and I've been deeply moved by it, but I don't have any words to express it. Mm-hmm. And we, when we're talking about language, yeah, um, because TED Talks is so much, often so much about what people say mm-hmm. for 18 minutes or however many minutes they, they have um, and you're talking about dancing it mm-hmm. um, and I'm am interested in what your experience is of dance as a language Yeah, because um, I'm fascinated by the fact that you don't have to speak English or French or Spanish to be able to communicate something um, that's the beauty to me of, of communicating with your body is that mm-hmm. you don't need the language. So what's your experience of dance as a language?
0: Yeah, um, I totally align with what you're saying as well, of being this thing that can break barriers and break um, these aspects which m- may separate us, such as uh, you know, verbal language or space or time. Um, and it, it doesn't really discriminate. Movement doesn't discriminate. You know, mm-hmm. everyone can move to their own capacity, mm-hmm. even if, um, and I'm really uh, fortunate because I am so able bodied. But for those who are not, I was um, even just viewing some performances this past week and finding ways to incorporate movement into those spaces and having mm-hmm. it be a healing practice. Um, We were talking earlier of where I see two big steps going and I'm not quite sure where that platform will necessarily um, take off, but I do know the healing aspects of dance and the the Possibility for transformation that can occur, mm-hmm. and right now through choreography, even if it is this opportunity to create some sort of transformation um, to one person in that 500-seat audience, then then I've done something, or one person through that you know that that TED talk that's going viral online or whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, then I've done what I can to be able to break those barriers of communication that may um, that may not necessarily be so uh, clear within language. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been dream journaling recently, and um, sometimes I end up just waking up and just drawing. Or dr- and, and sometimes it's not even pictures that make uh, sense to my own experience. Um, but I think one thing that I know as a choreographer is that I can't determine what my audience is going to come in with, even if I know all of these people um, with that day, you know, and all their whole history and experience. And I can only find clarity within my dancing, within my interpretation to my dancers as well, um, to uh, bridge that communication. And so... Um, Everyone will come out with a different experience. But if I can maintain clarity, then hopefully there will be some sort of through line um, to reach out and, and to go back to that idea of sharing. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and it's time
1: for the second song. It just feels like the right yeah. the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> <also>. <laughs> so it's called, organic. Yeah, yeah. And so this one is called, is titled, it's titled Departure. Mm-hmm. That really didn't trip off the, my trunk very well. Um, <laughs> would you like to tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah, I could give you a
0: little bit of a tidbit. Yeah, um, this song is something that's in process with Jamie and I. So you're actually getting to see a real time of how him and I collaborate. Um, because cool. we are working abroad, he lives um, up in the northern part of Mont- Montreal. Um, we we go back and forth and he comes up with something and, and I give him the idea and this departure is coming from my solo which is actually called Departure the one that's called Untitled March 16th was probably just the date that we were working on together <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> there's some that say um, you know chaos theory or I miss you and these are all ideas that we come up with you know we say yeah. oh I, I and, it, and he is also a visual artist and it's really cool because I can say I need something that says that's like I miss you or I need something that sounds like it's a one time I even said I you're dark, it's dark, we're in the jungle, and you're a panther, and um, but we're in a club at the same time and we're sweaty, and it's the at uh, 3 a.m. at the end of the night. And he goes, do, 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 okay, and send something back. And so this is the beginning. <laughs> I, I just love it. It's great. Yeah, he, he is so good at translating those things. And um, Ooh, yeah through this track um, it actually this is the beginning of me saying okay I'm. this is for my new my, my work that will premiere next May um, and so we're saying okay well how do we how do we work with that yeah
1: alright yeah. okay let's take a listen to this and then we will be back in the studio with Marissa Wong in just a few minutes our guest today is marissa wong the founder of two big steps collective and we just listened to a piece of music that she is collaborating with almost in real time here Mm -hmm. with jamie bradbury so this is a piece in progress called departure and this is connected with a solo that's coming up for you right
0: yeah yeah um so i have been working on the solo i got this idea last year of working with this idea of um a quilt and and we were talking at the beginning today um of how we identify with certain certain aspects so if we have this quilt um certain patches may seem more significant than others, and as time goes along and as uh, time passes, the quilt, um, those patches may get more worn and your skill set gets better, your sewing gets better, and you go, oh, I may not like that one, but it's stuck on there on the quilt. And so um, <laughs> and so, how this makes up, you know, your whole experience, and, and it is this kind of idea, this attachment and detachment or um, of uh, different things that have happened to us, at least in this lifetime, Um, and I will be co-collaborating on that solo with, um, a really dear friend, Haley Gothrope. Um, they are going to be, well, they have been and will be my rock, um, throughout this process. And we are actually heading to Banff, uh, next week to do a two week residency, um, to start the really deep, um, work of that solo. Yeah. How long do you have to do that? To work together on that? Uh, we have two weeks, and it will be—it yeah. it will just be this time where we get to frolic in the woods and also uh, deep dive into creation and um, worry only about one job and not mm-hmm. the three others that we have going on. And um, we get fed, so I don't even have to worry about feeding myself. And oh, so, yeah, so you can just wonderful. dive into just the creation. just dive into the creation. Yeah, in yeah. in a really—it's um, quite. I believe it's quite of a an isolated space um, within Banff, To the center of the arts, so it'll be cool to. It's like when a writer has to take themselves
1: off for a retreat, right? Yeah, Yeah. I haven't heard of dancers doing that, but of course, it makes sense when you really need to be immersed in the creative process and you're creating something new,
0: yeah,
1: and
2: you need to be focused Uh and you have to be able to go deep enough,
0: yeah, yeah, to to mine it, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. and then you polish,
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. the polishing will come, um, Mm -hmm. when we get closer to the date or performance date, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Well, I, we would
2: love for you to post mm-hmm. that on our Facebook page when we get closer, because I'm sure there are people listening today who would <laughs> who would love to be able to go to it. Yeah,
0: that would be yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: for sure. Including me. And you wanted to tell us a little bit about Made in BC, I believe.
0: Yeah. Um, so I also um, came off of... Uh, doing a performance on Tuesday. Um, It was a preview to the solo, and um, they were doing... uh, They hosted a BIPOC residency, Um, so uh, black, indigenous, people of colour, and um, it was so cool to... To be a part of that, I it was the first time I was programmed with two other Cantonese artists, and it was me and these two other Cantonese artists for the whole bill, and that was it. And they were um, they come also from the street dance community, and um, it was an audience that I had never been um, experienced uh, before, and that was such a cool um, experience to have for the first time, um, dancing in that capacity.
2: Did you find that you that there was familiarity that there was common common ground amongst you even though you
0: came from these disparate backgrounds yeah um i found that even the talk back some of the questions which are usually you know um where did you come up with this idea how do you you know identify with your dancing someone asked us directly if these issues or the uh, the sorry the dancing was relating to the things that were happening in hong kong at the moment and i was Mm -hmm. so shell-shocked because um because that wouldn't have been asked in a regular program in, in an audience mm. that wasn't in um, specifically geared towards um, BIPOC artists. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. yeah. yeah. Very
1: cool. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just trying to tweet out a link to the Made in BC um, org, but it, for some reason their website isn't working. But it's there if you do a Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we encourage
2: you to do a Google and find out a little bit more about it. Um, uh-huh. there are there other performances that will be involved that that was just the piece that you were involved in right
0: yeah that that's the solo that I'm doing um, this afternoon right before this session actually <laughs> I also did um, another performance and it's called that piece is called live space and um, that's part of dance in Vancouver um, which is still happening until Sunday um, and there's some brilliant really great artists and conversations that are happening um, that are really radical as well um, mm-hmm. but uh, our piece uh use this idea of Facebook and there's actually a 15 second delay between what's live and what's Facebook live mm-hmm. um so uh, within that delay, we were using that loop to create those projections on top of the dancers to create this infinite loop. Um, oh, so, wow. so using technology even to yeah. improvise. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And 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 because uh, technology is not necessarily reliable, it really questioned uh, the lens of how we view art. Um, it also allows us to connect with the audiences. We had someone today say um, hello from England, and that was so cool. It was not exciting. Yeah, somebody's
2: from. Yeah, I always imagine that people are listening. To this show, from all over the world yeah. because you can online, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm always explaining mm-hmm. the local references because mm-hmm. I have in my mind that it's going global.
0: Yeah, yeah, and why not? Yeah, and, and impacting right? and making change. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so what's coming up next for you? You've got um, a performance coming up in May, but what's
0: happening between now and May? Uh, self-care, <laughs> pri- <Nice>. prioritizing yeah. <laughs> a lot of that, um, yeah, uh, w- we have the residency in Banff and that will go deep dive into the creation, um, but that is gearing up for that performance in May and that's mm-hmm. kind of the next big thing at this moment in time, um one thing that um, that being a dancer is you're always working into the next calendar year mm. so um, sometimes you have things that you know are going to happen in 2021 and um, it's, it's this practice of staying okay well how do I stay present when I know I have to write a grant that is talking about a piece that is not even existing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so it becomes this place of really having to continually check in and, and stay present but also know that you have to plan for the future because Mm-hmm. people are programming for their season um, quite far in advance. And, and so. at the same time,
2: nourishing your creative
0: roots, yeah. which sometimes requires that
2: you incubate yeah. or go on retreat. Yeah. or uh, Because I, I don't know what, how you find this, but when I'm being creative, I know that I need to move into other genres mm-hmm. And and do step out of my field, yeah, in yeah. order to get inspiration mm-hmm. that I then use in my
0: field. Yeah, totally. Um, I it's one of those things that I didn't realize until I was talking to a colleague who um, uh, who was not uh, maybe not as trained in in the arts field, and um, and I was going, wow, look how fast that that child is running. You know, the child is really running s- so quickly, and. Um, and they, they were saying, wow, you can determine that, and I said, Oh my gosh! I I had this moment of realizing that I'm always in this creative process, (laughs) and I don't know if everyone necessarily is. I think that sometimes for people it is a little bit more difficult to pull that out. Um, But yeah, for and that might be one of just one of the
2: ways you naturally process the world. Yeah, maybe like maybe you do choreography and that because you process the world that way.
0: Totally. Yeah, it's it's a natural fit. (laughs) It's one of those things that happen at 2 a.m. where, and it's so cliche in a way to say, but it does happen where I wake up and I go okay I know I know where this is it's that intuitive um, nature that I am Mm. really delving into and and honoring for myself now Mm. and the decompression for me I go towards nature Mm. Um, I spend a lot of time um, hiking I spend a lot of time outdoors and that really allows me to tap back into that natural um, organic state of how the world and how um, you know nature takes over and, and nurtures itself as well and it helps me nurture myself in that way yeah. And I'm thinking Very about good. the
2: differences between Montreal and Vancouver in terms of winter. Yes. Oh, man. I was Skates, craving right? green
0: things. Um, <laughs> and I bought a little cactus at one point. I was going, oh my gosh, nurturing this little yeah. cactus. Um.
2: But at the same time, it's amazing to be in all that whiteness. There's a yeah. different sound quality that you get in the snow. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge contrast. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. But
0: still, nature. For sure. I um, do connect very deeply with water and large bodies of water. So (laughs) so you're in the right place. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Although there's a
2: huge river in Montreal.
0: It's (laughs)
2: frozen in the winter. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else? Maybe is there anybody listening that you might want to hear from and how could they reach
0: you? Um, for anyone that's trying to connect with me um the best way is um through our website or any contact um two big steps at gmail.com is and that's a t-w-o for uh, for for right. <laughs> clarification um two big steps um and also um active on instagram and finding us through there and finding me through there um i recently made my Profile public to. uh, (laughs) Big step. I know, uh, just to do a little bit more self promotion um, because I was advised to uh, (laughs) to not let people see you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was I was hiding under my rock, uh, my social media rock. um, Yeah, but but also it's your creative light. Yeah, it it, needs to shine. It's one of those things where I feel like a grandma. I just want to be at home with my sourdough all the time. (laughs) But I go okay. Well, well, you need to. You know, someone said, oh, well, you need to. You know, you need to kind of get with the times and move with technology and use that also as a tool for a platform. So I'm learning mm-hmm. to work with technology and not be so averse to it. Mm-hmm. Now um, yeah. yeah. Somebody said to me the other day you don't have to be you don't have to wait until you're perfect to do
2: Facebook Live or or Instagram. Totally You, you
0: can just like just go out there and be yourself. Right and I, f- I feel that the more that we can do that, mm-hmm. the more that we can it's start real. to cultivate that uh, yeah. community of what you know, a closer breach between that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah uh, the last thing is that i guess is that those shows will be may 22nd and 23rd um in 2020 as we're talking mm. about the future
2: Wow! Yes. um
0: and so we'll, and we'll that's be putting here in out, vancouver that's we will be here in vancouver at the dance center mm-hmm. um and we'll we'll be putting out more information as we get closer to that well, date we will Perfect. watch for it yes yeah, cause that's it's not. It's not often I go to a
2: performance and I know the person yeah. who's performing. That's so exciting. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank you so much. It's been
1: really lovely to hear about what you, what your team, your group, is creating, mm-hmm. even at Two Big Steps too, yeah. and the mm-hmm. community that you're that you're nurturing yeah. around each From other and the creative
2: process. Yeah. Wonderful. wonderful. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah. Thank you so <laughs> much. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Anything coming up for you that you want to tell people about? Um, I've got. Uh, the the biggest (laughs) thing, the part that I just absolutely love is I do a reading at the end of every year for the year ahead. Um, So that will be coming up at the end of December, I think on the 30th. Um, So the information about that will be on my website as soon as it's ready with location and etc., etc. So you can watch for that. And what have you got coming up, Rebecca? I can
1: feel the Blossom Housing Project is revamping. It's so funny. You let something sit for a little while while you yeah. wait for more it's pieces to incubating. come together. Yeah, it's been incubating. Yeah, uh, it's getting ready for next steps, so there'll be some news coming out for that.
2: Yes, and yeah. people, if they want to know more about that, Mm-hmm. Um, they can
1: go to... Um, they can come and look at my website, which is in the information in the outro. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> o- always,
2: we're always putting stuff onto our website. <laughs> so the, so yeah. feel free to keep, to treat that as a, as a canvas. Yes, yes. So until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. <laughs> Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalex.com. I light the fires that light a thousand
1: more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Oh, ah, ah, ah,
2: ah, 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 ah,